Please listen carefully. And now, live from the attic that smells like a basement in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring two guys high-fiving with words, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And today on the podcast, it's my favorite time of the month. The month where I get to kick back, sit back, lean back, stay back. Get back. Bring sexy back. Jump back. Uh, Bring sexy back. (laughs) It's Nerd Alerts time. Nerd Alerts. Oh, my favorite. Nerd Alerts, Nerd Alerts. I think Nerd Alerts is going to be packed because I think something just happened this past weekend. It is. That's very into the... uh, Nerd geek fandom pop culture spectrum. And as much as that makes my job easier, don't get ahead of me. We're yeah. going to get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this is Nerd Alerts. This is where uh, I spend too much time on the internet. I find the pop culture headlines and I sort of corral them all. And we have little opinions and assume positions on all of them. Yes, indeed. First off, though, I have to mm-hmm. start with trivia. Uh oh. This is a new thing. Oh, trivia. Do you know who gets credited with the first usage of the word nerd in print? Nerd. The first nerd in print. First in nerd in print. Mm. Okay, so it seems like I know a lot of these weird words like snafu and foobar come through the military. Yeah. I'm wondering if nerd came through the military at some point. I don't know. I'm going to say World War II. I'm going to say the World War II, the GIs, and it stood for... Yeah, what's the acronym? N- not everyone... Ready, ready, defenses. To die. Oh, no, no, that's ne- darker. <laughs> ne- no, ne- never eat raw. De- mm. No, that's how I remember the compass. Never eat soggy waffles. Yeah. Well, uh, no, nerd first in print was Dr. Seuss, the children's author. Oh, is it one of his made up words? It is one of his made up words to represent one of his made up creatures. Oh, yeah. Uh, the actual quote comes from the book that he wrote called If I Ran a Zoo, and he said... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that book. And then just to show them, I'll sail to Caltrue and back on itch coo, a preep and a prue, a nurkle and nerd, and a seersucker too. Oh, interesting, because I remember reading Dr. Seuss was a big player um, at bedtime when my boys were little. There you go. he's the best. And I would have seen nerd there and not thought it was the first time because then he, after that he says seersucker and that's not a made up word. Seersucker suits or it's a kind of suit. It is. And uh, a type of person. Yeah. So, oh, wow. It's just a bit oh, of trivia. That's kind of cool. And it like it's it's nerd the first time in print, but it's not necessarily nerd like how we refer yeah. to ourselves as like a poindexter yeah. or a geek. Interesting. That didn't happen until about the 60s or 70s. Yeah. And it's because it's not really used in that context in his book. Yep. But if you go look up that the creature he referred to as a nerd, it does kind of look like Albert Einstein. Interesting. So there's a little twist mm. up there. So we got our own little away with words going on over here. We do. I, yeah. it, uh, I love me some trivia, yeah. so I had to share it. There's going to be one more bit of trivia that comes Ooh. up later, but I got segues and all that for that. So, mm. But after trivia, we get to trailers. That's usually how I start off Nerd Alerts. Mm-hmm. So the trailers for this month, uh, there's two. The first one is The Monsters. Yeah, that was 
What? <laughs> what yeah, are your tell thoughts? Us, tell us about it first, okay. and then I'll give my reaction. So I did bring this up. I, I think I talked about it on an alert when they announced it, mm-hmm. but now it is official. Now there is a trailer out that you can get a first impression on, mm-hmm. which is my favorite. Like, ooh, what are they? Wh- what can I expect? You know, yeah. that's the best part of trailers. Uh, but this is the monsters, as directed by Rob Zombie. I know horror movie aficionado that did House of a Thousand Corpses, The Devil's Rejects, mm-hmm. but now he's doing a rom com <laughs> that happens to fit into. Uh, 60s, 70s TV sitcom world. Yeah. But it is the Munsters. Mm-hmm. It's Herman Munsters, it's yeah. Lily Munster, it's Grandpa Munster, and it is looks like a rom-com. Yeah, I used to uh, watch a lot of the Munsters. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it greatly when I was younger. Even now, I've come across it now. It's still fine. I got you. It's goofy. It's a cartoon, sort of. <laughs> it's funny. Yep. But yeah, I saw this trailer, and it was kind of... <laughs> It's kind of weird because you, know, you see Rob Zombie and then you see and it, it looks like it was filmed on an iPhone. Didn't look like it was a little bit. It was weird. And then the trailer starts off like with a creepy vibe like, oh, it's Rob Zombie. Yeah. It's going to be a horror movie. And then it just switches tone immediately. Right. And the tone is like, I'm still trying to like parse it because I still haven't like fully. I mean, I've seen the trailer, yep. but I haven't really sat down and thought about it. <laughs> and it's got like almost like a... Uh, John Waters feel to it. Oh, for sure. For some reason, I don't know why. It's like I'm with you. Very camp, and it seems over the top. Um, yes. even more over the top than the monsters itself was. Okay, you'll have to fill me in on this because I like I am aware of the monsters, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I ever like watched it while it was airing, either in reruns or uh, definitely not original run, but even in reruns. Like I'm only just kind of partially aware of it as a societal thing. So from what I... Wasn't it always silly, though? Silly in the fact that it was... They were a, a Frankenstein's monster or a bride or a vampire bride, I guess. Mm-hmm. And a vampire grandpa and a werewolf son. <laughs> and then the funny thing was is that they had their their cousin or who lived with them. I think it was a cousin. Marilyn, who, the Mar- normal human. Yeah, who was normal. Who they thought was hideous, which is hilarious <laughs> to me. And they're like, the poor girl. But it wasn't any sillier than any other comedy of that era. Part of the humor came from the fact that they literally just put them in the sitcom world of that era, and it would be people's reactions to them when they were out and about. Gotcha. And them not understanding how to interact with normal humans and normal humans trying to figure out what the heck was going on with them. Sort of like a fish out of water. It was situation. a very fish out of water thing. And I don't remember it being any like more over the top or silly than any other reruns of a of a sitcom from that the black and white sixties era, I guess is Fair what enough. it was on. This looked like it was even campier than that. For example, this looks like it's on the camp level of uh, of the old Batman series. Absolutely. Which is from the same era, but I would argue, and we'd have to have someone argue with me because you don't know because <laughs> you haven't seen it, but I, know, I, would argue, I, I would argue that that Batman series is sillier than the Munsters. Gotcha. I get what you're and coming camp- from. And campier than the Munsters. Because the Munsters almost was played like a... It's, they almost did what the Simpsons do in the fact that okay. it's just like, at its heart, mm-hmm. it's just a family sitcom. And it always has like a message at the end. The Simpsons, you know, I'm with the Simpsons. Yep. And it just insanity happens in between because of who everybody is yes. in there. I got you. So that's kind of what the Munsters was like. 
And to be fair, like, I, I mean, we're basing our assumptions off a trailer, which is at first look at it. But at its heart, this does seem like a rom-com because yeah. now it's almost a prequel in that there's no Eddie. Yeah, yeah. There's no Marilyn. Yeah. It is now just Herman and Lily, the main husband and wife, with Grandpa. Grandpa Munster's there, mm-hmm. too. They all look spot on. But it's them falling in love, which... It seems like it's a rom-com first, and then the monster stuff is sort of secondary, even mm-hmm. in Rob Zombie's version, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I mean, I'll be interested to see it. It's just I was just surprised how video it looked. I don't know if it looked, or like I John Waters it looked. I keep saying John Waters. It has that kind of colorfulness, that kind of... Color is uh, right there. That's it. Yeah. Yes. And, and that kind of like goofy camera angles and stuff. Yep. I guess that's kind of what is a big difference I, I see in something that threw me off a little bit because, the okay. reg, like I said, The Monsters was pretty much shot like a regular black and white sitcom of the era. But they you, just happened to be monsters. But you have seen those. You've been on the internet enough. You have seen the behind the scenes, like the actual monster set, even though it wasn't black and white. Mm-hmm. Because they had to get contrast in black and white, the, the actual set was like radical colors. Yeah. And I think Rob Zombie knows that, and he's uh, playing on that. Might be. Might be, yeah, for sure. Because like, if you do look at this trailer, the colors are like super vivid, yeah. super contrasty, yeah. kind of like schlocky almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that's just sort of Rob Zombie being a nerd going like, this is how they did it in the original. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there are some scenes in the trailer that are in black and white, so yeah. I don't know if they're going to like meta reference them being in the show and like Herman Munster actually becomes like Herman Munster the Hollywood star. Yeah, I don't know. Seems like the angle they're going for. But no, I'm with you. Like it is a weird vibe, but I don't know. I'm a big Rob Zombie fan, so yeah, yeah. I'm I'm kind of excited about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm interested to see it. The monsters aren't something that I hold precious that I think they're going to like ruin with this. Oh, I it's would It's not like that debacle of three stooges thing they made. <laughs> Even still, I have an argument for that, but no, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah. it, it, it is the monster, so how seriously can you take it? Because it was a sitcom from, was it the 70s? No, it's I didn't the 60s. Realize it. It's from the 60s. Okay, but it only ran for two seasons, yeah. even in the 60s. Uh-huh. A whole bunch of episodes, 70 episodes, but I had no idea. I thought it was way longer lived than that. because they just kept rerunning it and rerunning it <laughs> for all the time. It was on all the time. Uh, but it is coming out in September, so look for Rob Zombie's The Monsters. I mean, I don't know. You can. I think it, this is one of the trailers where you kind of get a sense. You, like, they don't tell you everything that's going on, but you do kind of get a sense like, oh, I might enjoy this, or, mm-hmm. oh, no, this is yeah. definitely not for me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, it stars Jeff Daniel Phillips, Sheree oh. Moon Zombie, who's his wife. Oh. I love, I love that he puts her in all of his movies. And then Daniel Roebuck, who I thought was just the actor they had I thought it was the same actor they had for Grandpa Munster because it looks exactly the same. Mm, yeah. But a relatively unknown cast and then yeah. the weird cameo of Nosferatu. But <laughs> we'll have to wait and see how that plays out. Uh, the other trailer in the news and on the internet at the moment, because I, I, I travel the nerd internet and this, is ha- this has the nerds all up in a fury for funny reasons, but... We're getting a new Dungeons and Dragons movie. I know. Honor Among Thieves coming yes. out March 2023, so a little bit of ways away, but it's Chris Pine. I know, right? Playing a bard leader, group leader, and it's a band of thieves, and apparently they've made a mistake, and now they have to correct it. I know. 
what are your immediate thoughts on this trailer? I thought it looked awesome. <laughs> Good. I'm on the same page. Okay. I don't I don't know. I don't know what the controversy is. I can maybe guess what the controversy is, but whoever is making this controversy must be too young to remember that other Dungeons and Dragons movie they made. It's not that they don't remember it, but they are using that for reference because there was the Jeremy Irons like 2001. <laughs> it is terrible. <laughs> But they made three of them. So there's the Jeremy Irons one that came out in the theater. Mm -hmm. They made a direct-to-TV one, and then they made a direct-to-video third one, all based on the principles of those Dungeons & Dragons movies. And objectively, they are really bad. Yeah. But it seems like they might have gotten it right this time. Man, I don't know. For me, the only thing I've ever seen that I enjoyed with Dungeons & Dragons moving around... Yes, was the old 80s cartoon that I used to watch. With Tiamat. Yeah, with Tiamat. Absolutely. And all that. But other than that, everything they've done has been terrible. And this trailer, now trailers being trailers, you know. They are meant to get you on board. They are meant to get you, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it didn't look terrible to me. I mean, as soon as I saw the Displacer Beast. Oh, yes. I was, I've never seen a Displacer Beast in like moving around. And that's the like panther thing with the tentacles. With the tentacles. See, let me give you a little bit of I might have <laughs> I might have said this before on the podcast, but I love it. Uh when I was a kid, I I can re- this is like a core memory. I can remember the event. Yes. It's very strange. I remember the bookstore. I remember the mall, okay. the National Mall. I remember the bookstore. I remember what it looked like, what it smelled like. And I remember coming across and I still have it. It's the AD&D monster manual. Absolutely. It's the one with the, all the drawings on the front that shows underground and a troll. And it's, it's, it's very famous and very classic. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing this book and opening up and had all these drawings of monsters and stuff. And the Displacer Beast was one of them in there. Yep. And, and I was just fascinated. And I turned to my dad and I was like, this book is so cool. Can I get it? And he was like, sure. And he bought it for me. And I had no idea what this game was. I didn't even know it was for a game. Oh, yeah. I just know it had I just know it had a a picture of all these monsters, descriptions of all these monsters and all these weird stats for them that I didn't understand. (laughs) But I loved that thing. I read it multiple times, Mm -hmm. cover to cover over and over again. So Dungeons and Dragons monsters to me hold a special place in my heart just because of that. Absolutely. And even the when they came out with like the Monsters Manual, which is the nice one with this full color that has a page of monster pretty much with a big drawing. and That's the one that has like the eye of the beholder on the cover, I think. I think, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Okay. And my favorite, the my favorite, the invisible stalker, just a blank frame <laughs> for the picture, the best. That's the uh, That thing, I just covet that and just have read through it. And I think I have, two copies of it because the first one fell apart. I got you. Um, anyway, the, the just seeing a Displacer Beast, I was like, what? I'm like, this is great. And then seeing how it really seemed to, I was like, uh, the, the thing that a lot of the D&D stuff gets wrong is you're, you're either going to have, if you're going to make Dungeons and Dragons, you're gonna either going to have to just remake Lord of the Rings. Yep. Or you're going to have to do something that's a little bit as close as you can get to the kids in Stranger Things dressed up in fantasy medieval times. Oh, true. Okay, I'm with uh, you. Because when you try to do anything else, when you try to do like a, like a fantasy, just medieval thing that's not Lord of the Rings, yep. it never works. I believe it. 
And just seeing this in little parts in the trailer, I was looking at going like, those are people around a table. Absolutely. They play tested this for sure. Yeah. I, was, <laughs> I could just tell the way they talk to each other and the little the quips here and there. I'm like, those are people around the table. Yeah. Let's solve this problem over drinks at a, at a pub. Yeah. It's like, oh, absolutely. It, it, that's I'm, I'm excited. I think they may have got it right. I'm not sure, but it really seems that way. Because the, the hang up, we've mentioned this before at least twice on the podcast, but like this applies to video game movies too in that with video games and D&D... When you translate it to movies, you're removing the player agency, yeah, 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 which yeah. is the whole part of the story. Yeah. Like yeah. one player is going to be in a weird mood mm-hmm. on one gaming session and it's just going to go off the rails. Right. The video game movies, the D&D movies, they don't really do that because mm-hmm. they got, you know, they got two hours to wrap up the story. Yeah. This definitely seems like this is somebody's campaign that they just sort of paid them for the, right. like, give me your notes and we'll translate this into a mm-hmm. story because it it is kind of murder hobos, but it is also like... From the trailer, it's a band of thieves. It's like, oh, we messed up, and now we got to make it right. It's like, mm-hmm. that's every D&D game yeah, I've played. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, we made the wrong call. Yeah, now, yeah. now we have to spend six sessions like fixing and making it yeah, up yeah, to the yeah. bad guy. Yeah, uh, and I mean, it's about time because there's so many people who just watch YouTube, people play D&D on YouTube, yep. listen to podcasts of people playing D&D, and all they have to do is take that and I don't know if they've done that. They, I could, we could be totally wrong and go sit down and just like <laughs> want to just be angry again. Yep. But it seems like you just take that and just make a movie out of it. Yes. From what I've seen, the little bits, it seems like it's, the, it's that kind of stuff going on. Because I like how there's no affected, there was no affected accents. None. They're just talking. That's it. Which, that's how it should be. <laughs> Really? Absolutely. I mean, it's a fantasy world. It's you and your friends sitting around a table, maybe doing accents, maybe f- slipping in yeah. slipping in and out of them. Exactly. But you're not going to keep it consistent. No, no. So what, tell me what the controversy is. The controversy? No, wait. How do the British Contrivis- say Controversy. Yeah. Controversy. So the controversy. As we're talking about switching in and out of accents. Exactly. And this is super nerdy. This is super pedantic. This okay. is like Star Wars D&D nerd okay, 100%. But I did still see it, so I have to bring it up. I'm ready. So there's a tiefling character in the party. Tiefling? Yeah. The little girl, she has little horns yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. She gets a, I guess they have to bring her into the party based on the trailer. Yeah. They come across her or whatever. Mm-hmm. She gets a really cool scene, speaking of the monster manual, yeah. where she polymorphs into an owlbear. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Owl bears are all time. Yeah, they're one of the coolest D and D monsters know, yeah. ever. It's an owl and a bear. I'm yeah. sorry, we can argue this all day. Mm-hmm. You're going to be wrong. That's one of the coolest creatures <laughs> ever. But D and D internet said, "Oh, tieflings can't do that, and polymorph doesn't work like that, and you can't be an owl bear because it's a monster and not a creature." And like meow, meow, oh, pushing up glasses. My gosh! But I have the solution because this is what I, <laughs> the DM said you could do it. <laughs> That's exactly it. (laughs) But I always learned it is like when you're with your group of friends and you bend the rules a little bit or you go outside the book a little bit, it's the rule of cool. Yeah, the rule of cool. If it's cool yeah, and it sort of fits, it's going to happen. So I say let that apply to this movie. This movie looks cool. It's a rule of cool. Okay, here's where we need to talk to our our fellows. (laughs) Okay. The nerds did get upset though. It's like, no, that's not in the real book. Listen, guys. Listen, guys, hear us now. This is part of the reason we started this podcast, you know. Exactly. Positivity. So Mikey and I have had relationships with the opposite sex. Some of us have had children. We have good day jobs. Uh, We have 
friends who don't play Dungeons and Dragons. Exactly. Um, we have wide circles. I'd say that we're high functioning nerds. Life in perspective, right. absolutely. And uh, if you wanna if if you wanna get there, you need to drop some of this stuff. <laughs> Because it's not healthy. It's not okay. And I don't want to play Dungeons and Dragons with you if you're going to be such a, you're called, a, you're a rules, you're being a rules lawyer. That's the worst. And no one likes rules lawyers. Nobody. Uh, and if you think people do like rules lawyers, they don't. Yep. Uh, we, ha- we have a gaming group and we have actually kicked people out of our <laughs> gaming group for being rules lawyers. We don't care what it says on page 35 if you're the DM, part of the whole reason, of, uh, part of the whole neat thing about being a DM yes. is that you should be able to, like you said, the rule of cool. Whatever you, whatever you can do to make the story fun and interesting for the player. For the whole group, because you're telling a story yeah, together. Who cares? And also, I can think, I've DM'd so many games in my life, I can think of a million reasons to make somebody turn into something that they're not quote unquote, are supposed to be able to turn into. Yep. What if this character has like an amulet that makes you be able to turn into an owlbear? They found a cantrip in a mimic chest. I mean, there's, 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 so, there's so many things other than what's in the rules yes. that can make a, like a being turn into an owlbear. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like maybe there was like an owlbear with lycanthropy. In- <laughs> That's it. Why not? Yeah. It's, it's like lycanthropic owlbear. There's were bears. It's a were owl bear. I mean, I get that you can be upset, but you're getting upset and then glancing over the fact that you get to see an owl bear kill some people. I know. That's cool. And Chris Pine go, what is that? <laughs> oh, it's an owl bear. Which uh, I love too because good job. And that's one thing that drives me crazy yes. about playing D and D and all these games a long time with people. You're not. You're you play your character. If your character doesn't know. If your character's never seen an owlbear before, Doesn't you have to act like you don't know what an owlbear is. That's it. Player knowledge versus character knowledge. Oh, my goodness. That's not how... You know what, too? They might not be using the current edition of Dungeons & Dragons. You know how many editions of Dungeons & Dragons there are? Oh. Very many. Yeah. Uh, so, guess what? It, wait. The, I think they're up to sixth now. And what is the movie called? Is it just called Dungeons & Dragons, The Things of the Thieves or whatever? Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. I did find in my notes that it is, they're basing it off Forgotten Realms. Okay. So this is older D&D. Yeah, and this is, is this called Advanced Dungeons & Dragons? Nope. Whatever edition we're on now? <laughs> Honor Among Thieves? No. It's just called Dungeons. So this could be based on the original Dungeons and Dragons Absolutely. before it became Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, and that is the loosiest, goosiest game I've ever. I've played it before. They came out in the '90s. They came out with a compendium, <laughs> and it's it's a it fits all of the rules and all the rules, all the characters, all the monsters, everything in a book that's not even as big as a dictionary. It's uh, t- it's a small book. Absolutely. And it all fits in there, and it has all kinds of stuff that would blow people's minds, <laughs> like mages using edged weapons yep. and being able to wear, like, metal armor. Not allowed. And, yeah, and all kinds of crazy stuff. I mean, we had, a we had like, basically our entire party was had plate mail yep. because you could like, it, it was, was crazy yeah it was crazy that just makes me laugh though because that makes me think like in order to appease all nerds when they put these trailers and movies out they now have to say based on edition 3.5 or based on <laughs> D next like here's where we're coming from but i'm glad they don't do that yeah uh calm down everybody that's it like Go. Mikey said, you get to see an owl bear. I got I, I got excited because I was like, this laser beast. I think there's a gelatinous cube in one of those scenes. There's a mimic. It's oh, the mimic. Yes. Yeah. See, rule of cool. Just let that 
let that be your guide, and you'll have way more fun than being the rules lawyer. Mm-hmm. Or if you are a rules lawyer, I do know of groups that are just made up of those kids, and they have a good time. That's true too. Yeah, but they have it's a crunchy time. Yeah. Like you got to know what you're getting into. Yeah, I know. You got to know the rules. You got to know what's on page thirty-five. But I don't think that I, I think that means you can't watch this movie. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, <I laughs> for know. the rest of us, go watch The Witcher. The Witcher's really good, and it's just based on a book. Based on all the rules, and then it does. There's no, there's no game. <laughs> it, it's that's what drives me crazy too. If this was called like rando fantasy movie with Chris Pine in it, exactly, there'd be no issue. There'd be no issue, absolutely. But because it does have that label, yes, people have to to, to bring up arms. But it's Chris Pine, it's Michelle Rodriguez, it's uh, Reggae Jean Page, Justice Smith, Sophia Lillis, and Hugh Grant. Hilarious. I guess he's taken over the Jeremy Irons part from the previous trilogy. But like I said, coming March next year, so a little bit of far away, but oh, that trailer looks so fun. But speaking of nerds, and you brought this up earlier, there was a congregation of nerds recently, and that was the San Diego Comic-Con of 2022. Two-point question. Have you ever been to San Diego Comic-Con? And if no, okay, (laughs) would you ever want to go? Only if we could go there as triumphant, assuming positions like hosts or something. That'd be fun. It'd be a great time. I don't want to go there as a plebe. But San Diego Comic-Con is like the mecca of nerd like cons. It is, was, but I think it's been kind of perverted by Hollywood. Okay. In some ways. I got you. But still. I can see that. I mean, I'm I'm sure there's, uh, it still has its shine. I kind of think that. <laughs> we'll use a Dungeons and Dragons expression as bardy as it can get. Dragon <laughs> Con is more of a uh, the spirit I of what you. that kind of stuff used to be. Mm-hmm. It is the king of them all, though, Absolutely. for sure. You, it's undeniable. But it's more like up there with what the the fan expos are. And, and the E3s, that's and what people like have that. the same yeah. similar comments about the video game side yeah. of it. I can so, get that. But yeah, no, it's like it's almost like Disney World. Oh, you, for sure. You should go to it once just to see <laughs> what, just what's going on. Experience the spectacle. You know, exactly. Exactly. Because, you know, Disney World is awesome and sucks at the same time. <laughs> so Don't let Doug hear you say that. No, uh, just Love you, Doug. <laughs> uh, but at San Diego Comic-Con, the big highlight was Marvel. Uh, we've been doing a whole bunch of Star Wars news. I've been talking about the, the medieval renaissance that's happening right now. To be British against Renaissance. Yeah, the D&D movie. You're right. See? Oh, my goodness gracious. It's happening. I called it. You did call it. And I'm enjoying all of it. Yeah. So come at me. But uh, you called it. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con was essentially just Marvel Spotlight. Yeah. Uh, there were trailers there, which we can kind of talk about. But sure. Why not? There was Black Panther, Blade, mm-hmm. and Ant-Man. Yeah. The only one officially released was Black Panther, yep. which you can see on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But if you want to see the Ant-Man and Blade one, you got to see like the people sneaking it with their cell yeah, phones out of their seen pocket. The, I haven't seen the sneaky ones yet. And because they haven't officially been released yet. Yeah. But did you watch the Black Panther Wakanda Forever? I did, and I still I have still I have still have so many questions. I'm like, is he dead? What did they do? I I don't know what they did. Did they explain what they did? What's going on with Black Panther? Not from the trailer. Yeah. I know. I I give that a thumbs up, though. It was a nice tribute because we do see Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, yeah. And the music especially, they do a... I I have to point this out because this was my favorite part about it, but they take Bob Marley's No Woman, No Cry, Mm -hmm. and they interpolate it with uh, Kendrick Lamar's All Right. Mm -hmm. And it's a nice transition from old Jamaican reggae song to 2000s rap song. Mm -hmm. But it gives across this message that everybody seems 
like Chadwick Boseman is missing from this trailer. Yeah. But Wakanda is forever. Black Panther lives on. Mm-hmm. But how does it live on? They still didn't really like they didn't push you on the nose with it. Yeah, but they also didn't say what the heck they're doing because nope. Black Panther, as far as we know, is alive. But did he get dusted or not? I believe it did get dusted. So I wonder if they're going to use that. That might be that might be their writing out of it. Yeah, I'm just curious. This is more of a uh, I don't know, a technical curiosity <laughs> yep. than a fan curiosity. I got you because I know that you know, and a lot of people say I'm making excuses, but I'm I think it's really true. I mean, when Carrie Fisher died, that really put a huge speed bump in what they were trying to do with Star Wars. Absolutely, and I think that any of the failings of that of the sequel trilogy. A lot of them come from that. I'm with you. I do say, like, whatever movie, like, from the trailer, Wakanda Forever looks awesome, but I do think it's a movie they had to make based on circumstances mm-hmm. and not the movie they had planned out. Right. I'm totally with you. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do there. But, I mean, yeah, it looks interesting. It definitely has something to do with the queen of Wakanda, his mother. And then there's another interesting faction, which is one of my like sub favorite Marvel characters. We get Namor, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who is the Marvel version of Aquaman. Yeah, but more of a jerk. Yeah, and less of the I talk to fish and I'm friends with everybody. He's more of a I rule the ocean and mm-hmm. I will flood you if you cross me. Mm-hmm. Even from the trailer, can't tell if he's a bad guy and he joins up with them eventually, or he just is the main conflict for mm-hmm. the movie. That's one thing that we've talked about this before. The Marvel, I'm sure DC does it too, but I can't think of it as much. Marvel loves to do the it's almost it's almost WWE like. They, oh, yeah. they, they love to turn heroes into heels and then turn them back again. That's a great trope though. Yeah. I'm on board with it, but I get you. It it, it just seems to happen. I, we talked about it in one of my favorite comics ever where Captain America and Wolverine meet up and they fight each other until they realize that it'd be better to team up and then oh wait we're both good guys never mind that's so fun <laughs> so that it, it happens a lot i'm sure dc does it a lot too but well, it, but it doesn't it seems like batman's always good but dc did it with batman superman and it's fine it's kind of it's it's synonymous really with the captain america wolverine like, yeah yeah you get the same kind of attitude mm-hmm. I poo-poo the DC version just because they were like, it, the reason they solved it was Batman and Superman were both like, your mom's name is Martha? My mom's name is Martha. <laughs> I know. We're friends now. It's like, okay. Oh, no. Lame. Yeah. But, hey. That's the movies, though. I'm not in charge of writing it, so yeah. I can't yeah, go. They're coming out with another Shazam movie, so. <laughs> and a Black Adam. Oh, yeah. that one looks fun, too. Um, but, no, we get Namor. I'm super excited. It seems like the scale for Wakanda Forever is just leveled up. Mm. It's like Marvel meets Avatar meets Waterworld. Yeah, like there's, it's It seems super epic. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman. I know. It stinks. The trailer was a nice tribute, but we don't like it. I'm, I'm fascinated because I really don't know where they're going with mm-hmm. the story. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing about uh, Wakanda Forever is that Wakanda Forever and She-Hulk are officially announced as the end of Phase 4. Oh. So once She-Hulk is done, once Wakanda Forever comes out, which is, that is Phase 4 and... Was one, that, that a fast phase? It Am really crazy? was. Yeah, okay, I'm not crazy. Because it's just Black Panther, She-Hulk, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, WandaVision, and Thor. Yeah. And a little bit of Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. Yeah. But... But the Marvels isn't part of this? The Marvels is going to be the next... Where? 
That'll be the next one. Interesting. Wow, that was a quick phase. But leading into it... Phase shift. (laughs) It is a phase shift, but at San Diego Comic-Con, they laid out all of phase five and a little bit of phase six. Oh, wow. They've got the next three years planned out, which is crazy, but also neat. Yeah, it's also why the Marvel stuff is better than most of the other things. But as far as phase five goes... It's kicking off February 2023 mm-hmm. with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Mm-hmm. That's one of the trailers you can go see, the sneaky version of somebody filmed it in their pocket. Mm-hmm. So you didn't hear that from me, but go watch it. Yeah. It's pretty neat. There's a little bit of Kang the Conqueror in there from uh, Loki. But after that, we get Secret Invasion, Guardian of the Galaxy Volume 3, Echo, the Daredevil shoot-off, mm-hmm. the spin-off that we were talking about. The Marvels, like you're saying, which is Captain Marvel teaming up with Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. Very excited. Loki Season 2, Blade, Ironheart, Agatha, Coven of Chaos, Uh, Captain America, New World Order, Mm. Daredevil Born Again, which is Charlie Cox coming back on Disney+, and then Phase 5 ends with Thunderbolts, which I had no idea about, but after I read about it, uh, I'm all on board with it. Aren't there two Avengers movies in there, too? That's Phase 6. See? They keep adding to it. Wow. Phase six is really easy. Phase six, after all the titles I just mentioned, which is more than plentiful for us nerds, phase six is going to kick off with Fantastic Four and then two Avengers movies. One is the Avengers, the Kang Dynasty. I mentioned that name. And then Avengers Secret Wars, which is, that's a huge comic book run. So they're finally bringing that into the fold. Secret Wars. Yep. But that's 2025. Oh, geez. Wow. Crazy. Hmm. So, uh, hmm. Were we right in that the Eternals just are going away? It seems like it. I did see a funny meme. I don't know if you saw this, but I did see the funny meme because you know how at the end of the Eternals, they have like one of the Titans coming out of the earth, like Uh his hand and his face. And that happens. And it's now like sticking out of the earth, but nobody has acknowledged it. And that was the meme on the internet. I was like, oh, it's kind of funny because it's true. So I don't know if they will ever acknowledge it, but it does seem like we've moved on. They were a phase That is now done. We're not going back to it. Interesting. Yeah. That's really interesting. (laughs) Yep. I I think that was probably their biggest, oh, oops. Course correction. Yeah. I get it. Interesting. But we've gotten Doctor Strange with the multiverse. Like, the fact that they did the multiverse is crazy because you could have sat in that realm forever. I know. Just being like, oh, we're doing this version of this and this version of that, which would have been... I would imagine that would have been the Hollywood compound. Be like, you love these characters? Here's like Earth 616 and Earth 868. Here's all the different versions of the characters you love. But it seems like they are trying to do like runs, like comic books, like Mm -hmm. how they used to do. Like Mm -hmm. we're doing this run now and then we're changing lanes and doing this run. Interesting. It's That's very interesting. Hmm. Being a fly on the wall with some of those things would be so interesting to see what decisions were made and why. Because we sit here just trying to like pull it apart. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's it I'm excited to see Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel team up mm-hmm. oh, I yeah, like yeah, both yeah. of those characters mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you turned me on to Miss Marvel and we're getting into that yeah, yeah, yeah. do you know what Ironheart is I had to look this up uh, no I don't know what Ironheart is it's a character named Riri Williams a young girl but she's essentially Tony Stark's protege Oh. So she's the next Iron Man. Oh. But with all Iron Man's technology so even though Robert Downey Jr. is no more yeah. we might be getting more Iron Man yeah I'm on board with that. Interesting. And then uh, Thunderbolts, I had no idea this existed, and I really got to go find the comic books now, but it's Marvel's version of Suicide Squad. It's all Mm -hmm. the bad guys teaming up Mm -hmm. to be bad guy, good guys. Yeah. But it's Baron Von Zemo from Winter Soldier that we love. 
uh, Harry Osborn, Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes Deadpool shows up, sometimes he doesn't. I, that sounds like a fun time to me. Yeah. But that's all Phase 5. I can't believe they have so much planned out for that. And Loki's coming back. I mean, yeah. it's even just glancing over the stuff we already like. And then a couple of tidbits on the Marvel animation. Uh, what If is coming back for a season two. Nice. Uh, it, tying in with that, they're apparently they're giving Marvel Zombies its own run, which is some of my favorite comic books. So the fact that it's getting its own series, thumbs up to that. X-Men is coming back. The X-Men animated series, but they're calling it X-Men 97, which I mean... It just sounds like they're pushing the nostalgia button. Yeah. But like, you like the original, we're going to do it all over again. <laughs> and then with that also comes Spider-Man freshman year, so more Spider-Man in the animated thing as well. Here's my second trivia point. Ooh. Quick transition, we are going over to DC. Mm. But what is your reaction to this? The inventor of the early lie detector okay. is also one of the creators of Wonder Woman. Really? That's a true fact. His name is William Marston. Oh, interesting. Invented the lie detector first, and I'll I'll say this now just to verify it. Uh, He realized that there was a correlation between lying and blood pressure. Uh, He went on to invent this uh, systiolic test that measured blood pressure in relation to the statements you were making and realized that, oh, there's a correlation. Like your blood pressure goes up means you're you're being a fibber. You're being a, a liar. But... Then he went on and later in his career and he met up with some friends and became friends with the people that were setting up DC. And he's like, how about we do Wonder Woman? And she has a lasso of truth. Oh, oh. That's crazy. That's crazy. He put his own invention into the comic book. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lie detector. I get it. <laughs> See? That's, that is crazy. That, it's so, I, I don't know. I, I read all those words and I was like, those don't go together, but apparently they do. So shout out to an early early nerd, William Marston, for being inventor of the lie detector yeah. and creating Wonder Woman. Do those work, though, for real? They're not admissible in court, are they? They aren't. Yeah, so that makes me think they don't work. <laughs> they aren't admissible in court, but there is something to them that makes them at least somewhat viable as yeah, like a testing so. thing. I think so. I think, the, I think the reason why they're not admissible because they can be gamed. There you go. I think because they know they've trained their like CIA people and stuff to be able to game the But that's so nerdy that scientists out there are like... Probably works on regular people, <laughs> is what I'm saying. True. Yeah. But the fact that there's a group of nerds out there that's be like, I got to figure out the reasoning behind like mm-hmm. when somebody lies, how did their body change? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, creepy, but I like it. Oh, man, that don't... <laughs> I've, I've, <laughs> I've watched plenty of a YouTube quote-unquote expert on being able to detect if people are lying or not and have watched like, you know, testimonies and then they're explaining like, this is why this person's lying. There's <laughs> a lot of that with the Amber Heard stuff. That's true. Got quite interesting. But also... And I was like, I guess you're right. She did look up to the left. And but <laughs> on, the, on the flip side, we'll go Marvel multiverse. Mm-hmm. What if there is an alter, alternate universe where like there is a machine that beyond a doubt knows that you're not telling the truth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like Judge Dredd, like minority report, like mm-hmm. oop, boop. Yeah. Like the machine says no. And it's like, no, I'm like my blood pressure is a spike because I had sugar at lunch. Like, <laughs> oh, it's craziness. Uh, one last thing they did announce at San Diego Comic-Con that wasn't Marvel-related, but uh, perked my ears up, is they're coming out with a National Treasure TV show. Oh, wow. National Treasure Edge of History. We aren't, uh, unfortunately aren't getting any Nicolas Cage, oh. uh, but we are getting his buddy Justin Bartha, who played Riley, okay. his sidekick, mm-hmm. and apparently it's another young kid takes over the realm, bring in the next generation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love National Treasure, so I was just happy to hear that it's <laughs> continuing. 
I'm not that familiar with that series. It's a fun time. It's yeah. a Saturday. I, I say this a lot, but there's a certain category of movies that fall into like Saturday afternoon, like Good Time. Mm-hmm. National Treasure falls into that. Uh, but for you, I did find out, unrelated to San Diego Comic-Con, mm-hmm. there's a Fallout TV show coming to Amazon Prime. What? One of the series you've talked about on the podcast. I know. It's one of my favorite video game series. They're bringing it for the first time ever. It's never been in books. It's only no. ever been in board games and video games. Yeah. This is the first time they're giving it a media representation. Mm. But here's some tidbits. So I'm scared. And, uh, okay, don't be scared. <laughs> Maybe this will alleviate you a little bit. Uh, Amazon Prime, which does put good money. They're putting good money into Lord of the Rings right now. Yeah. No, I understand. I just, like, Halo is one of my favorite video games, too. <laughs> True. Okay, fair. Now, I haven't seen that yet because I don't have the, the Paramount Plus. But I've heard so much bad things, I'm scared. I've heard so much bad things, I might like it. I would say, I would argue for that side more than I would the other side. Yeah. You're letting the internet sway you too much. These are the nerds, that are, these are the same nerds that are mad about D&D. Being well, it like, wasn't the internet. There was a guy at our panel <laughs> at <laughs> oh, that's Akon. True. That's true. Who went off, we, we almost had to like pull the mic away from him. <laughs> <laughs> Here's some tidbits about the Fallout TV show. Uh, so it's being done by Kilter Films, if you don't know the name, but they are responsible for Westworld. Mm-hmm. Westworld is oh, yeah. renowned. It is. Great time. Yeah. Also, one of the main leads that they have announced, they've only announced two, Ella Purnell, who's a, a, a lovely lady who is in Yellow Jackets, which I love, but mm. also Walton Goggins from Justified and Hateful Eight and Django Unchained. He's mm. essentially like, he's always the right-hand man in some Western. Oh, yeah. And for, I know Fallout is dystopia. Yeah. But there is that sort of like Wild West aspect to it. Sure. And Walton Goggins is definitely one of those. I know your face. I know I love you. I don't know your name, mm. but I'm I'm happy to watch you do stuff. Interesting. Yeah, you know the the thing that they need to get right is really the thing that makes Fallout neat isn't the post apocalyptic part. It's it's not even like the creatures. It's that that Adam Punk vibe. Absolutely. And that's what they have to get right. Yep is that it's an alternate history where everyone embraced nuclear technology mm-hmm. and everything's like cool stuck in like the 50s early 60s looking stuff so I got you I mean it's really interesting I have a it's from my wife's grandfather okay it's a Ronson electric shaver fun doesn't work anymore because it's from like sometime <laughs> in the early 60s or late. It's very old. Uh, it's one of the original electric shavers. But it ha- it looks like it's from Fallout, which is why I grabbed it and kept it. And I it's one of like the things that I... So it has that like 50s sci-fi vibe it to ha- it. It literally has a, an atom like a <laughs> looking great. thing on it. looks like it's from Fallout. It's that's crazy. Wonderful. And... You know, that's the aesthetic that they're going for. So it's really the aesthetic that they have to get right. Yep. And then just, you know, make it good. There's been so many Fallout stories that you can do any kind of post-apocalypse story, but you just get it. You have to get that that aesthetic right. That's going to be the tricky part. And that's kind of how we know about it. There isn't a trailer. Um, rumor is that they have just started production right now. So mm-hmm. we may get it at the end of this year. We may get, uh, I would imagine we get it next year. But the reason we know about it and that it's happening is because there people are releasing uh, set photos and first images. No. But stuff from Fallout like the Super Duper Mart. Yeah. And the power armor. 
and that's the sneak peeks we're getting. Mm-hmm. And if you're a fan of the game, you look at it and you're like, oh, that's the real life version of it. So okay, well that's that's what they seems have like to do. what they're going for. And I, and and for me, I'm I'm really gonna. They have to. This is something we talk about a lot. They just have to let the stuff that exists exist. There you go. And not like going like, I'm going to look at my Pip Boy now, <laughs> you know, and crap like that. That always ruins stuff for some reason. It just you just have the Pip Boy on you, and you use it when you're supposed to use the Pip Boy, and Be- you don't even reference it. It's because it's part of the world. It's yes. yeah, exactly. But that's that's something they they used to do that in the '80s a lot. Cater to the non fans. Yeah, it's just like because it it just takes you out of it. It's so obvious. I Absolutely. mean, I mean, how many people do you be like? I will pull out my Apple iPhone now. <laughs> you know, no. Not if you're the bad guy. <laughs> Sorry, I have to go on that tangent. Do you know that was a thing? I don't know if it's still a thing, but it was a thing in Hollywood that Apple had a contract with if you were showing a smartphone in a movie mm-hmm. and you had a bad guy using a smartphone, mm-hmm. he couldn't be using an Apple iPhone. Oh. So if you were if you had that knowledge, you would know who the bad guy in like a mystery was. Wait, they made all of Hollywood do that? They did. They had a contract saying with bad, all of Hollywood. As far as I know, yes. Wow. It was if there's a bad guy. I using, don't not believe it. It's just crazy. If there was a bad guy using a smartphone, Apple didn't want it to be an iPhone. Mm. But you could use that as a fan to be like, oh, he's using an Android. He's the bad guy. Which is crazy. That is crazy. And I don't know if they're still doing that. It might have been a, like a short-term contact thing, but. That's something I've heard that it's always been in my brain. So, uh, But like I said, with Fallout, it's it scant details. We know that Walton Goggins and Ella Purnell are in it. Mm. The, go look at those set photos. They're on Twitter all over the place. It looks like a good time, but I'm hesitant because we've talked about on the podcast, like you're you're doing media based on video games. So right. it's, a hard, it's a hard line to, to sort of to follow. It is for sure, but... I will say Fallout is one of those things that has a they've told a lot of stories in it and you're never the same protagonist never ever. yeah and there's uh, so many branches to yeah. that story that there's no like one exactly. there's no one Fallout like this is how it's yes, supposed to exactly. go exactly so it's it's doable it's precarious but it's doable because <laughs> I think that's part of the problem with with the Halo thing is that you know there's I got you. There's a protagonist that's been the same protagonist the entire time, and you're always that protagonist. And they've written books where, like, this is how the history progresses. Right. But this is like, you're always someone different. And you're right. Like, Fallout is kind of a vibe. Like, as long as they're playing creepy 20s music on the radio when you're walking by it, but also, like, you know, what are those, uh, not Death Claws. Are they called Death Claws? Yeah, they're Death Claws. Okay. Have one of those show up every once in a while. You know, super mutants have to be kind of like almost like orcs. See, is pretty much what they're like. Yeah, there's the there's a silliness too that you have to get too. Absolutely, but there's also a serious. It's 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 a yeah. It's gonna be tricky. But now you got me worried that like Walter Walton Goggins or the main character is gonna be like, oh no, my rads are up to thirty five percent. I know, and I have to do a stim pack. Right. I know. It's <laughs> that could be it. Uh, it's just uh, I I can't I can't stand when any movie, even if it's not based on anything that I know. Yes, when they are explaining stuff that just don't. I I don't care. Just if 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 that's the way the world is, that's the way the world is. That's it. We're smart people. And we'll catch up. Yeah, you know, let us catch up. So I think that's a good thing that. 
a thing that Marvel does well. Absolutely. They just go. Especially the farther they get along, because yeah. like, we're getting all these offshoot characters now, and they're getting less and less, or, or they're getting better about like saying, here's this character's backstory. Here's how they fit in. And more like, this character's here now. Like, you'll right. figure it out as we go along. And then I I remember watching some something with my kids and I think it was Doctor Strange, but they're, they're talking about how like the world that this isn't our world anymore. Yep. And like people like only freak out about monsters if they're in danger from the monsters. Otherwise, they're like, hey, look, there's something crazy happening over there right now. I mean, New York got invaded by freaking aliens. <laughs> so it's kind of like the same crap that happened last yeah. month. <laughs> oh, that's so true. But that, hey, that, that means they're they're. they're Getting it right as they go along. Yeah. Uh, one last silly to close it out. The headline was the funniest part. There's, <laughs> there's two little tidbits, but I'll read the headline. You can give me your reaction. But Chris Pratt shuts down Indiana Jones rumor. Harrison Ford scared him off for good. <laughs> okay. That's an interesting headline. It immediately makes you think like Harrison Ford went and punched Chris Pratt, right? <laughs> Just, hey, kid. Hey, kid. Don't even go anywhere near Indiana Jones. Don't even think about it. And it is kind of along those lines, but you know not what? those he, words specifically. You know what happened to Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> you mean Mutt? Do, oh. do, do you think that? Do you think that just? Do you think that's because of the way he was raised by his dad? No. That's such a good impression. I want that you to keep a, that. <laughs> I, that was me, kid. That's I, perfect. I heard he was going to take over Indiana Jones, and I put him straight in rehab. So here's the two factors to this story. Chris Pratt did like there were rumors. I don't mm-hmm. know who started him. I don't know if it was Chris Pratt or his PR company or Hollywood in general or the internet, but apparently he was top of the list to be next Indiana Jones. Oh, do something else. I get it. I'm with you. I could buy it, but also find somebody else. I'm starting. No, I'm just, I'm just saying do something else. Anyway, keep going. Do I've something heard. else for who? Sorry. Anything. I'm getting tired. I'm really getting tired of all the reboots. Like, just do something else. Okay. Oh, or do something inspired by. You, okay. So I'm with you. Here, here's a here's a thing. You you remember Romancing the Stone? Yeah, that was an Indiana Jones knockoff. That was Michael Douglas. Yeah, yeah. But was that movie great? Yes. Yes. That movie was great, but not Indiana Jones. But not Indiana Jones. But the same thing. Same vibe. Exactly. So just start doing that again. Just start ripping stuff off. Okay. Well, then I'll I'll make you a little bit happier with the second part that comes into the the actual text of under this headline is that the reason Harrison Ford got grumpy according yeah. to the clickbait headline didn't really get grumpy. He's always grumpy. He's always grumpy. Even but, when he's nice, he's grumpy. But uh, what they were citing was in an interview, he did say, I'm Indiana Jones. When I die, Indiana Jones is done. Oh, yeah. I agree. So it, it's right up the same alley mm-hmm. what you're saying. Like, do something else. Like, I'm Indiana Jones. Once I'm gone, do something mm-hmm. different, mm-hmm. which I love. Yeah. That's great. They're still making a fifth one with him in it. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how that's going to oh, go, whatever. but I'm glad that Harrison Ford does have that stance on it. I mean, they do it with James Bond, so it's a thing that happens. And they try to do it with Shia LaBeouf, like you were saying. Uh, but, man, I mean... I'm, I'm kind of with you, though. Some things, like James Bond at this point, is just it's just going to happen. It's a known. It's That's just what it is. It is what it is. That's part of it. Absolutely. Just like Doctor Who, which is also British weird. Is I mean that's part of it. You know that's gonna happen. That's it. Um, but I'm really getting tired of the reboots. I'm with you because especially with like how good Stranger Things is. Yes, and how that is like kind of a reboot of the '80s. Mm-hmm. But it's the thing is what they're just taking all their favorite things and putting in a blender 
and coming out with something original. Totally original. They're like, um, you know what it is? The Duff Brothers are like chefs. It's like when you go to a super nice restaurant. Yeah. And the chef is like, this is my take on a taco. Yes. You know, and it's like some kind of like Asian fusion taco, you know, whatever. And, and it'll, it's great. It's like, oh, this is... This is weird, but it's delicious. It's still got the meat and the cheese yeah, and the veggie. But it's, you know... It's, it's something, something new. Something new. Instead of just, I want if I want a regular taco, all those movies are there for me to watch. You don't have to keep making that taco. They never go again. away. Yeah, so... I'm just tired of them. I'm just I'm just getting really tired of the reboots. I, I I can respect it. I'm I'm on board with you. I would say about eighty percent. I still yeah. like. I mean, there's a comfort in the familiar, like for sure. And that's why I like the stuff like you take comic book properties and make them live action. You take you yeah. know you, you take things. Maybe this Dungeons and Dragons thing will turn out. That's kind of a thing that you know you're making uh, something inspired by out of, but. I, I just want more. I know there's other creators out there like the Duffer Brothers who aren't able to get any traction because they just want sure things. And if and if you're such a fan of Indiana Jones and you love it so much like the Duffer Brothers love everything 80s, yeah. you can make take the name out of it but make Indiana Jones again Yeah, and just add your own spin on it. Right. And what you love about it will yeah. carry over. I mean, that's what the Uncharted game. The Uncharted is a Indiana Jones video game, basically, and it's hugely successful. Yeah, but it's it's a totally different world. But it's basically the same thing. There you go. Um, you know, yeah. It's, I just, I don't know. I'm. It's making me. I'm. I don't. I. I get where you're going to the comfort there, but I don't need to like sit there and see Chris Pratt or somebody else nope. say, this belongs in a museum and the crowd's <laughs> supposed to cheer. Oh, he said the line. I'm, I'm starting to get to that grumpy point where it's like, that's, I don't need it. I mean, we did this on the last episode, but that's, uh, I mean, I think everybody had a similar feeling towards Jurassic World. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, make a dinosaur movie, but without the property. Uh, I, I think everybody's getting past the, don't rely on the property. We're not dumb. We can pick up whatever story you're going to tell. But maybe stop the shortcuts. Right. I know. I'm with and, you. Yeah. Man, James Cameron, you took forever, but at least Avatar is kind of... I know it's Fern Gully, but, but it's not it's not Fern Gully the movie. Now it's Fern Gully in the water. I don't know no. what happens in that story. Yeah. But it is his own world. It is. It's his own world. And sh- sure, it's based on other things. And oh, that's just Pocahontas. That's fine. To me... That kind of stuff is fine. Yep. Oh, that's just blah. That's just blah. You know, <laughs> the new season of Stranger Things is just the, the Empire Strikes Back. The Duff, yeah, the Duff Brothers said it. I saw him in an interview going like, "This is our Empire Strikes Back." Yes, that's fine. But yeah. guess what? The characters aren't freaking Luke Skywalker and nope. Princess Leia and stuff. Yeah. But you have kind of people who are taking those archetypes, and you know, you're doing the. That's what Lucas did. That's why his stuff is brilliant. He Absolutely. was he Corso inspired him. He stole from him. The Campbell stuff, all the old, the Flash Gordon stuff. He just stole from all these things. Yeah, yeah. And then made his own thing out of these things. I'm getting the quote wrong, but this just fits into what I'm about to say, though. Like Picasso said, great artists steal. Mm-hmm. Like, take the things you love and run it through your yeah. own filter. You'll get a, yeah. your own thing. So that's what I'm chat Because I know there's so many creators out there who are trying to do that stuff, but they're just stuck. Oh, absolutely. You know? And there's probably the barrier be like, it doesn't fit under the properties that we already have, so we yeah. can't apply it to the new Mario Brothers or the new Indiana Jones or the new whatever the yeah. kid's name that they know. Drives me crazy. that <laughs> Drives me crazy. There might be a bunch of George Lucases out there who have these insane freaking ideas. and But, you know, people are starting to put stuff on the internet now, so it'll happen. That's true. 
It'll get there. You'll see the light of day eventually. Just be persistent out there, everybody. Keep it up. Make your own thing. Yeah. But that is all my nerd alerts. Woo, nerd alerts. Shutting down the nerd alerts feed. Hanging up the phone. It's all the news that's fit the print for this month. Yes. Fun. That was Nerd Alerts, everybody. Let us know what you are excited about. Yes. Do you push up your glasses at the D&D movie and be like, this isn't how it's supposed to be? (laughs) Owl bears. Or are you excited like we are? Do you totally disagree with me and you totally want to see Chris Pratt be Indiana Jones? You could. Not rugged enough. (laughs) Do you want want them to bring Mutt back? Because I think that's what they should do. I think Shia LaBeouf could do it. They totally set it up. Yeah, they totally set it up. Anyway, uh, let us know. You can hit us up on all our social medias at AssumingPod, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Mostly Instagram, because Instagram has pictures, and pictures are fun. I'm a visual learner. Uh, you can also Gmail us, AssumingPositions at gmail.com. And every week I say to Mikey, Mikey, how do you want them to format the Gmail? I want original opinions. Don't steal it from the internet. <laughs> Don't get mad from what somebody else says. I want, even if it's heated, it's hot. Just send it to me. Be like, these are all the things I'm feeling right now based on nobody else's opinions. Yes. We want your original opinions. Yes. Uh, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. Please make sure you're subscribing to this podcast wherever you find it. Uh, you like it. You share it. Let your friends know for sure. And please talk to us and let us know. We see the numbers. We know you're out there. You guys aren't very vocal, though. You, we have this quiet majority who listen to our podcast. We want you to be vocal. So thank you guys so much for listening. We also want to thank that guy, Brad, for doing our announcing. Not Scott Productions for equipment. Jazzar for music. And we hope you guys have a great rest of your week. We will see you next week with some more nerdy pop culture geeky content. Nerd alerts, nerd alerts, nerd alerts.